Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right. And when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take control with Reputation Defender. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Good morning, everyone. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from the Florida Keys. We're at the end of our rainy season. We're expecting some cooler weather to come our way. Let me, I don't know if you, do you hear? You're not going to be able to answer me anyway. It's not like you're listening uh, live. So you won't be able to respond on chat to tell me that. I understand that. Um, We're at the end of our Suppose the rainy season, we still have a at least an, another month as it drops precipitously, hopefully in the positive, a reduction in tropical activity. I mean, activity, I mean storms that could develop into hurricanes. So that's a good thing. And uh, we down here at the catch, we've... We've been very busy. The Catch Restaurant in Key Largo, Mile Marker 102, Oceanside. Uh, I want to talk about the amateur restaurant credits out there a little later, but I'd like to talk about some new friends I met. And I don't want to mention their names because I didn't ask them that. I I didn't ask them for permission to mention their names. So these are friends from New Jersey. They're friends of other friends I met, a, couple, a married couple. And uh, they're down here for a visit. Uh, through this Monday. Uh, nice people, enjoying them. Very interesting. Uh, they uh, they were in, I think it was the last time they came in. They came in Wednesday night, and then I saw them last night. Today is Friday. So, they were in Thursday night. And the woman brought in a coconut cocktail not it wasn't still a cocktail but she's just fixated on this coconut and I always thought that is the essence of tropical libations you know what I mean anything in a coconut nothing says that you're on vacation more than holding a coconut in your hand and I have pictures of them holding the coconut and I couldn't use it because I didn't get permission I don't want to I don't want to be one of those people that do that. If I had a picture of someone and they didn't show their face, I could show it. But I, I want to ask them. I always can put it on later. But we spoke about that. There's nothing, something, you know, locals don't want to hold the coconut because it gives the air that they're not from the area. 
and people who aren't local like the idea of holding the coconut because it's quintessential symbol. Hey, fucking drinking and I'm on vacation. That's it. I don't give a fuck. And I like that. I like that. And I like running up into people from my neck of the woods talking about things. It was interesting. I spoke to them. They're from New Jersey, but they don't do the necessarily... They're not Eagles fans. I think they're originally from other parts of the country. Uh, They're not Eagles fans. They're from that South Jersey area, Deptford Township. Uh, They don't go down to the Jersey Shore. Oh. Oh my God, I'm going to have to take this phone up and call his wife. And since I'm doing it live. Okay. Hey, hon. I'm doing a podcast right now live. Yeah. Yeah, you're on it right now. It's live. No, no, is it important? Do you want to tell me something? They don't hear you. It isn't. Tell me, tell me. You're not, voice isn't showing up. Love you, bye. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't as serious as it was. So the wife just called and I just started a podcast. I'm going to find out in about 30 minutes. I can't pause it because it's live. Otherwise, I got to shit can all this audio. And it's gold, isn't it? No, it's not. Well, I had a little uh, text interchange with my buddy Pat McGeehan in Philadelphia. And you ever have those text messages, you don't know how serious they are? He was apologizing for an interchange we had with a friend of ours up in Philadelphia. He mentioned that he was visiting down here in Key Largo, and the person had so many choice words. And they said, they pretty much, the the guy, who, who we're still friends, I don't know if he's holding any hard feelings, but he... Uh, he called, he called me some, what was it, a Biden-supporting gay libtard radio boy. It was funnier the way he said it. And the only thing I took umbrage of it was the radio boy part. Um, he could have called me podcast boy. So Pat thought maybe I was offended. I don't know if he was thought I was offended because I mentioned on the uh, podcast... Or he spoke to this guy again and realized how heartfelt his feelings were about that. And uh, I, I, I don't know. And but I don't obviously. If I do have problems with people, people calling me names, I probably wouldn't say any of these this stuff. So I don't really have a problem with it. And I do appreciate that you uh, you think my feelings were hurt. They were not. I'm a bartender. I. I may out my feelings sometimes and stuff like that, but it usually goes over like water off a duck's back. I don't really care about it. I've been called lots of things. People come in and get angry. We don't have what they have. They We don't have what they want exactly. And there's some people that come in or, you know, generally in life, there's some people that are prepared to be confrontational, prepared to be angry. And I'm not just talking about politics or worldview. I'm talking in general, in particular. They're just looking for a foil, someone to be angry at. And sometimes if you're steadfast in your views, you can be that foil, right? 
there's some people that come out and people say, well, listen, if you kept your mouth shut, Jim, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Just keep your views to yourself. Talk about what you, you know, most people, oh, yeah. You know, people, people say they don't want to hear about this stuff, so don't listen to it. It's not forced down your ear. This is a voluntary, you know, this isn't state media. This is personally, it's not even really, you'll hear commercials and stuff like that on the show in between. It's not even the views of the people that have the commercials. Sometimes the commercials are the antithesis to what I would necessarily, I don't even know what they play because I'm not at that point yet. You know, the things I do push right now are the cash restaurant, tourism in the Keys, try to give little updates for things like that, you know, to people like wedding. But I know when I do that, it's the antithesis of doing a commercial is mentioning strong feelings, strong subjects that people have strong opinions on. So it's really interesting when some people make it their livelihood, when something's their livelihood, that they would go against the grain with that. Now, if you're making money as one of those people that are on your soapbox and you say, either on the left or right, whatever, and you get endorsements due to that, then it kind of makes sense that you do the views. Now, when you are just open in public, let's say you're talking about fishing or cooking or hairstyling, right? If that's your expertise, you bringing in that stuff, that other stuff kind of would cut your audience. You kind of like piss off part of your audience. Now me, the Keys bartender would lead you to believe that most of the time we'll be talking about drinks. And we don't. I'm just talking about being a bartender and bartenders talking. For me, some people say, shut up, you're a bartender, just make your drinks. I understand that part. That's not what I do. I'm not that kind of bartender. There are craftsmen that do those things. I make a decent a decent old-fashioned. I know some of the old drinks. I know some of the new drinks. Um, I think I'm pretty good. I'm good with the small talk. So, but there's other people that are crafts people. I'd say crafts people better, bartender. And remember, when I say bartender, it applies, it's a unisex term when I use it. Not that anybody uses the term barmaid anymore. It's like one 80-year-old restaurant uh, man who's smoking cigars. We're looking for a barmaid. A barmaid? What do you want? You want to wear the little like 18th century uh, Downton Abbey kind of outfit behind the bar? I mean, why was there ever a barmaid and bartender? I didn't know. what. I guess that was at a time when all bartenders were men. But I remember in some of these westerns, you always see one of those saloon ladies behind the bar. Yeah, she could have been a saloon girl, which is going to slash prostitute or drink girl, meaning, you know, you have them buy you drinks back and forth, you know. But, you know, I'm sure there were some that just served, you know, poured the, the drinks. There was more of a shot and a beer thing, right? You know, you see, go to the Old West source. I know I'm digressing again. I was talking about people with strong opinions and things like that. When I mean, get back, let me guide myself back in. To it, so I have my certain opinions, and I do spout them because it's part of me. It's a big part of the Keys bartender. 
I don't get as angry as much anymore because I don't internalize it. I just let it go. You know, like there's there's people out there they are just there to hate. And I try not to hate. I I believe this is the way I think. I believe some people have legitimate concerns why they don't agree with me. And they're all legitimate, really, to them. They're legitimate. But on an objective level, when you talk about these are real things you're concerned about, and then there's fake things you're concerned about on both sides, right? I think the strongest right now, the fake stuff, is the QAnon bullshit. And we know know a lot of people are into that stuff. And they get to make up all the crazy stuff or listen to something crazy and they just follow it along. And you have to listen to it. One of our locals here, not necessarily a QAnon thing, but he's a, you heard me mention, he's well known in the area. He's a flat earther. He's a flat earther, meaning he believes the earth is flat. That And one of the things he likes talking about, he talks about if you pour water on a basketball, it doesn't stay. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we have a real physicist in our midst. He holds up a glass and he's looking at the water and he says, I don't see a curve in it. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, he's still talking about it. I don't know where that just came out. And he just yells real loud. Wake up, people. Stop being sheep. The earth is flat. I mean, okay. That's the guy that I make shit up the most for. And he gets pissed off. And he says, you're just making that stuff up. And he said, well, you're spouting things that was made up. You're spouting, you know, items that were made up by other people. So I'm going to make up stuff and maybe you can spout it. Like the evil chicken sex ring. Now you can, I can go multiple ways with that story. It's humans having sex with chicken or chickens. I mean, well, and they're, the people are evil or evil chickens having their own sex ring. I think that's a little more disturbing. But I usually start out with something like that. When someone mentions something, I try to segue into something if they mention, you know, the same person. If if there's a an opening into the conversation... And sometimes I'm invited to participate, which I really like. Um, He's a big, this guy's also a big NASCAR fan, but only of Fords. So Chevys, Toyotas, fuck you, he doesn't like that. Um, And he believes that the checkered flag has something to do with the Freemasons, who are the Illuminati, who kind of control to have a secret, invisible government that runs the world, right? And luckily, he has all the correct information. I don't know necessarily where he gets it. He's regularly in Facebook jail. I have to have him on his show so I can talk to him. I'm just trying to get into a good give and take with him so I can talk. I I just asked him yesterday if we did do a show that it, if I was able to live stream it, I would like to have a picture of a globe and probably like the physician's desk manual, the DSM for all the psychological disorders sitting right in front of us, the globe and that. 
and maybe some Rastafarian stuff because he's a Rastafarian. But not that all Rastafarians are that way. So if I have listeners in Jamaica, I know there's, I do have some listeners in Jamaica and I do appreciate that everyone has their own system of beliefs. But it's interesting, you know, when you have to spout, you know, the world is flat kind of thing and, you know, you have to spout your science, their particular science to do that. So I'm going to leave that there for now. And because I spout these things and I do those things, I'm open to people calling me names. I understand it's the the last vest. Calling someone a name is the last vestige of someone with a weak argument. In a debate, they fall onto the own thing. Oh, listen, like if you come up with your own, you know, you got to give the opposing view. Well, sometimes you don't have to give an opposing view. Really? Do you, pedophilia? You know, because they use that kind of pedophilia, pizza gate thing. There's no opposing view. Everyone's against child sex abuse. I mean, every sane person's against it. Now, how you use it accusing people, it's funny. It's ironic that a lot of the, just as many of the believers as the non-believers, but if you find a lot of the people that are accused of abuse and things like that, you, you'll find them of both political ilk, the left and the right, probably evenly, probably evenly. The difference on, uh, on some sides is that they got to keep their mouth shut about accusing other people of it. But one side seems to accuse the other side more than anything else. And they're, you have just as many, if not, you know, who knows what the statistics are. I don't think they're, they're at least 50%. It could be worse, you know, and stuff like that. They just get caught. They get caught up in everything they accuse the opposition of. If there's corruption, they're corrupt. If there's sexual proclivities that are deviant that they point out, they're participating in that. It's almost like a self-hatred. Meaning you got to say this stuff. You got to be anti-drugs while you're out. You know, while you're talking, you got to be anti-drug, fiscally responsible. But at the same time, those same people are trying to score coke and rip off their clients and shit like that. So be careful that are people that are big proponents of certain things. Sometimes they're the worst offenders. And speaking of worst offenders, there was a post, and now I'm responding to a post. It's on a local thing. What's up, local Florida Keys? And someone goes in there and starts talking about restaurants. And they have multiple claims. And one, I can't really, they say the quality of food's bad. Two, the prices have gone up in early. Three, what is three? Food's bad. The price has gone up. Oh, and locals should be given a discount and stuff like that. Oh, and there's not enough workers. Okay, let's address them. Let's, I'm going to, quality of food, that happens. Um, get the workers thing and the food quality thing. There we go. Two things. You think they're diametrically opposed, opposed not having enough workers and the quality of food. 
when people are under stress and they're understaffed, you got the same person doing more work, right? And you get diminishing returns sometimes, meaning you have someone that's very skilled doing something. If you sped that up, if you had the best brain surgeon in the world operating on your skull, and you tell them, like, I know this normally takes eight hours, but you have 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Okay. Similar. Similar. I'm not talking about what you're doing is when you're speeding up someone's process, you're sure to get diminished quality. It just happens. It just happens. Now, on the price thing, every news item here, first of all, we're in the Florida Keys and everything's more expensive down here. That's been that way for a long time. It's been that way for a while. But on top of it, you see the news item, inflation and running rampant. Processed food, uh, chicken, and you know all this stuff, fish. The price has gone up. Fuel's gone up. So going out, using fishing boats, getting the fish. I don't have to change, explain everything. Everyone knows that. Right? So it's reflected in the price. And... Because you can't get enough workers, you have to charge more. You ha- you have to pay people more because there's, you have a smaller pool of people to work. Now, whether you think it's because people don't want to work or there's not that many workers to fill the positions, because the price of living down here has gone up dramatically. If you look at the rents, people just say, "If you ever hear this thing, physician, heal thyself." Well, rents have gone up, so you don't have people living down here, so you have to go you gotta go further and further afield to get people to work. And we don't have a big pool of people down here to pick from it in the keys, so they have to come down from the mainland. In order to entice them down to mainland, you gotta offer them more money. If there's a fifteen dollar job on the mainland, you gotta offer them like twenty dollars down here. Or more, you know what I mean? Twenty dollars. You have to do a little more. They got to start. You know, people are leaving. They're looking for benefits. They're not looking for fifteen hours a week. Like in the old days, people would. It's just the old days were two years ago, but things have changed. So we covered price, workers, locals. Now, I love my locals. And we do do things for them because that's a frequent dining car. That makes sense. You get people, the more you come there, the more discounts you get. Just showing up because you're local, that doesn't really cut it. What does it matter to me if you're local and you dine out twice a year or you're a vacationer and you dine at my place twice a year? What is the difference? And people say, well, I live here. I can talk to more people. Well, obviously you don't talk to too, too many people because you only go out two times a year. And you talk to people on Facebook that think a lot like you. And you're not an expert on restaurants. You don't know what we're going through. And I couldn't go on the site and mention, I said, listen, everyone's a fucking restaurant. And the things they're saying is when they talk about some of the restaurants, they're talking about the, the median, the family restaurants versus the higher end restaurants. Higher end restaurants had more wiggle room because first of all, an item we may have for ten ninety five is seventeen dollars there. Yeah, it's already priced for that for profit. Their profit isn't as big as it was before. Now maybe because it's a good restaurant, 
a really good restaurant, they're always, and we're a higher-end place. Uh, let's say you're a higher-end restaurant. You're always used to people trying to make reservations there. So when the reservations stop happening, you just, you know, you just, you, they got backup. They got people waiting to get in there. You know, it's a it's a sweet spot for high-end and family run. Family run, you got to be on your prices. You got to be on your service. But you're not allowed to, you don't have that extra room to bring people in. The higher-end restaurants, they got more people. And they get, you get, you know, instead of making like $18 an hour at the family restaurant, people can make $40, $40 an hour. Just saying, or more, $50 an hour at the higher-end restaurants. It could be more. Just because the average, you know, going out for lunch, was a, we went, to, uh, wife and I went to lunch on Sunday. And, uh, oh no, it was, it, I think it may have been Sunday. <clears throat> and it was $100. And remember, I don't drink. The wife had two Proseccos. Lunch. We're talking about, yeah, two people. Used to be that's a good dinner twenty something years ago. We'd go out and spend a hundred bucks, but now that's lunch. Prices go up. You're making more. I understand. People say, "What are you complaining about, Jim? You're making more money." Well, yeah, we're working harder too. It's really hard to get people to do things, and we're doing more. Also, we're we're doing a lot of the cleaning. That we used to pay someone to do. And that's the part of stretching it. You know, trying to make yourself as profitable as possible. The restaurants don't have a lot of wiggle room for that. The price of the food, just because a piece of chicken may cost the restaurant $5 to put on a plate. The chicken. Their sides... There's the preparation and there's spoilage and all these things you go through. And being a family restaurant, you have to have a larger menu. The higher end restaurants, they have a more limited rest, uh, menu. So they have less chance of spoilage. You say, you have the specials. Oh, we don't have that tonight. Do this and that. People don't come in. They'll have their staples. Like you go to one place, they always have duck. They got to have duck all the time. They never run out of duck. But sometimes they'll run out of hogfish. And another thing I heard is people say, you always see a Cisco truck out front. Who the fuck makes all their food from scratch? I mean, you can make your grilled, you know, you can have a place called grilled cheese. All you make is grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, yeah, we have White American cheese, we have yellow American cheese, we have Swiss cheese, we have provolone, we have, yeah, cheese is easy to store and stuff like that. I get it. I get it. And you just don't, you don't get the cheese through, what, you know who you got to get it through? Cisco. Or some cheese purveyor company. If there's a specialty cheese purveyor company that comes down here, I haven't seen one in all my years. So if you're a restaurant, you get deliveries from Cisco. All the time, people say, make it, oh, we see a Cisco truck also. What's the matter if it's Cisco or Cheney Brothers or U.S. Foods? They were all big distributors. They're the ones, when you order as a restaurant and you have to get 50 ingredients, 
you don't want to have to order from 50 companies. You want to order from just a couple to get all the stuff you need. Otherwise, you have accounts going to Wazoo every place. You have 70, 100 bills going out every month. It's a lot of bills already going out. You know, you have utilities, you have your insurance, you have your your labor. That's a bill you have to pay. You have your stock, food, liquor, blah, 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 all that stuff. So that's why food service companies like Cisco and U.S. Foods and stuff like that, they provide the bulk of the items. So you don't have to go to 100 different places. Yes, it makes sense. They want one delivery, they want one time a day. They don't want every moment of the day a shipment coming in. These are small family rest. Obviously, if you have a big place, you could have one person dedicated to just receiving shipments. You got a big, you know, one of those big restaurant chains that you see in the malls or near a resort. And there's, you know, you got 20 people on the floor and you got eight line cooks. Four bartenders, four or five bartenders. Might be more. I'm talking about working at one time. And you say, well, yeah, we can do this. We can do this. We can receive it. This is, yeah, that's the way. And no one makes their food from scratch. Not everyone. You can have a small specialty restaurant. Let's say a pasta place where they make their own pasta. They make like four different types of pasta, which they can expand to different things they add in there. Or you can be like a grown-up restaurant and have a lot of different things. And that's where you need to have people. Because obviously, if you're a small specialty restaurant, you can track people in because you're expertise in pasta or pizza or sushi. But when you start spreading it out, it's harder. It's harder to do that. So it's a funny balancing act when you get food and you're putting it out, you, you, want, you want it to be as fresh as it can be and the best quality it can be. And, but you don't want it to be too high priced. Now, you've got to see these price pressures, these restaurants. Unless you're in the restaurant business, you do not know. And you haven't been in a restaurant business recently. Oh, I worked in restaurants years ago. It's unique now. It's a unique situation. Think of all the situations you're in your life. Every time you do these things, every time you have, uh, from month to month, you have unique situations. And we had multiple ones in restaurants this year. I'm not defending bad service, bad food, bad prices. But if you have, if you put out over a thousand meals a week, one of them is bound to be bad. One of them is you know, you should have, yes, you should have quality control. But in order to have quality control, you might have a, an extra prep guy come in to make sure to do the plating and know everything. Like that. And that's a cost. You got, in order to get people in down here, we got to lure them in. Remember, it's a, some, most days, it's like 40 minutes trip from the mainland. And that's to the upper keys, not down to Almorada. To Almorada, we're talking 50 minutes. 50 minutes, that's an hour. So they really got to pay. You're going to have a hard time getting certain restaurants uh, to open in certain places. You can't get that big down here. It's hard to do it. But if you're not that big, you don't have the depth. So we're dealing with all those things. But everyone's a fucking expert. 
you know? Now, just because you cook at home and you make great food at home, you're making one meal, try making 20 meals at one time, 20 separate meals, and see how that works out. And do it day in and day out and see if your quality doesn't vary. And it happens. It's just a fact of life. Unless you're going to do stuff like Denny's. I'm talking Denny's to chain, not Denny's a restaurant here. There's a restaurant called Denny's. Kind of confusing here. Well, that's pretty much what I have for today. Next week, Monday through Thursday, I might be able to do, I may be able to shoot out an episode. I don't know. But I will be away with the uh, wife and family. We're going to the Polish embassy in Washington, D.C. and asking for asylum. No, we're not. Uh, the daughter has to renew her, has to get her citizenship papers from them. Even though she's a U.S. citizen, she's getting dual citizenship. It's important, you know, it's just in case because we have property over there. And Abby has to renew hers. And I figured since we're up there, we're going to go and visit my dad who's feeling poorly. Okay? So we got all those things. Okay? And with, I said, okay, twice. I apologize for that. I don't want to be one of these people to remind me. But we're going to be up there. I'm going to try to probably do one on the uh, on the cell phone from D.C. That'll be kind of interesting. Maybe you can keep bartender traveling. You know I did that thing from Poland. We'll see how it works out. But I will try to do one on Friday. And next Saturday, uh, this is, what is today? Today's Friday. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday, we have a big event at the Catch called The Witch's Ride, which I'll talk to you about. I'll try to do some recordings on that before. I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Maybe I'll set up my phone and get some sound bites from, give you an idea of what The Witch's Ride. Maybe some video. I'll post some video on that. But if you do like the show, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, some of the listeners. We have listeners in New Jersey. I'd like to thank them. Pennsylvania, North Carolina, the, you know, everyone that's been supporting the show. Thank you very much. Please download as many episodes as you can. Share them with friends. Those downloads mean a lot. Those downloads mean a lot to the position of the show. And I appreciate Taiwan. India, Spain, Poland, obviously United States. Don't have so much Canada anymore. Eh, sorry to hear that. Maybe there's something abrasive that only Canadians can hear. You know, there may be a sound and my voice may not be this voice they want to hear. Same thing for Australia, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. I don't get a lot there. I guess maybe I don't give out the keys vibe. There's just some fucking old bloke. This old bloke from, uh, I'm not going to try to do the accent, from the Florida Keys who keeps bitching about stuff. But we are going to be traveling. I'll try to do a bit there. Uh, please do your best. Try to get, um, if you like the show, you know, this is what they're looking for. Maybe I should have been privy. This is what they're looking for. They're looking for lots of downloads. The more downloads I get, the higher position I get, the more resources I have. And when I say resources, yeah, I do mean money. But I'm not talking about it. I'm not trying to be the the only job I have. I just want to be able to hire maybe a sound editor and do more things with the show, like doing streaming video and things like that. 
And I don't ask for patronage and stuff like that. I know I did put the Patreon thing on the web page and all that stuff, but that's bullshit and stuff like that. I'm not begging for money. I'm just asking the higher position we have, the more choosy we can be with the commercials. Get some interesting commercials. I like to do a lot of, uh, it'd be great to do some adult entertainment stuff, you know, some more chore content when I'm saying, you know, get like Adam and Eve. Uh, or even Adam, or all of, whatever that thing is, and and maybe the the lovers boutique here in Key Largo, they would be a great sponsor if I could get them. You know, and I do want to do a show from there. I want to do the episode called "What's in Your Bag," and I'll just say, "Hey, listen, there's no video, and we can change your voice if you want. You know, make it sound like they're Darth Vader or something. I have a dildo and a blow up doll." You know, whatever. That's what someone can say when they go, what's in your bag when they're leaving? Also, I did mention to someone, on a, if you do need a Fantasy Fest costume, the Lover's Boutique has regular costumes right in the front, which is kind of crazy. They got all this stuff and people say, where can I get a costume? Well, you got to go in the Lover's Boutique. Now, don't go to the place where the dildos are and the homosexual porn or all the anal stuff, go to the right, which is all the clothes, you know, the costumes. Yeah, as soon as you go, it used to be. I haven't been in there a while. And I assume they sell batteries there. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? be kind of crazy not to hop on that. No pun intended. I'd like to thank you for listening. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. I'll be back. I'll probably be back, what, tomorrow, Saturday or Sunday. I might be off Sunday. Maybe I'll do a, one or two episodes Sunday. Thank you very much. Have a great day and a great weekend. If you don't listen, remember, download as many episodes. Thank you very much. Yeah, from different places, you know, big, you know, so Taiwan, Poland, Spain. If you were one listener there, download, download all. I don't care. I don't care if you delete it afterwards. Download 500 episodes. Just leave it on and download. If you have unlimited space, do it on your computer. And, oh, I forgot to mention, we are on Amazon Music right now. So all you have to do is ask, I'm whispering now because you can hear us. All you have to do is ask Alexa, play Keys Bartender Podcast. Let me see what it says when you do it. Alexa, play Keys Bartender Podcast. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Alexa. Alexa, stop. Okay, now I'm going to play the music. Talk to you later. Bye. Alexa, stop.